0: James Powell, um, my wife and I, uh, are are here this morning with you. Um, Her name is Melanie. Uh, If you didn't meet us before service, we'd love to fellowship with you after service and and meet with you. But we're just glad to be here in the house of the Lord this morning uh, with you, worshiping and praising in this uh, sweet moment of uh, the the power of the Holy Spirit as he uh, has been welcomed here. Uh, This morning through the message of tongues and interpretations of tongues here this morning Um, I'll just say this uh, I I Do appreciate uh, your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit this morning uh, because that is something that how many of you know comes before? service in preparation in, in your morning devotion and time before you enter his house and that's something that can be uh your your every single day not just on Sundays can i say uh here an amen on that as well um this morning i'll I, i'll uh i'll tell you a joke here this morning cuz we were singing not that the worship songs were a joke but uh my I, my father was a minister for many years and he would always make a joke to us kids um, and singing when the rolls called up yonder he's like that's the only time bread will be in heaven when the rolls called up yonder uh, so if you don't get that now meet with me after we'll go in review to that but this morning if you want to turn with me we're going to be in Matthew chapter 25 uh, here this morning and we're gonna hop and skip and jump over a little bit a few other verses but I just want to talk to you this morning a little bit about evangelism in our hearts and lives and also becoming an extroverted introvert for Christ. How many of you are extroverts this morning? You don't mind? You can talk to anyone anytime time of day. How many of you are in- introverts? Or, okay, about 50-50 here this morning, so that's good. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a, a little bit later. Um, But before we do, I just want to open once again in in prayer and preparation before we get into the word this morning. So let's just go before the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you once again for all that you have already done here in this time, Lord God, from Sunday school, Lord Jesus, into the time of worship and the the power of the move of your Holy Spirit here this morning in the hearts and lives of your people, Lord God. We thank you for what you're going to do uh, continually, Lord God. As you work through your message, Lord God, and your word, Lord God, as we learn from it, it was we glean from it, and we take everything that you uh, give us here this morning, and we utilize it for the building of your kingdom, Lord God. Just uh, may we lean ever forward into you, Lord God, that you would just continually uh, fill us up and pour us out, Lord Jesus, for the building of your kingdom. We thank you, we love you, and ask all these things in your name. Amen. This morning, uh, I just wanted to say something that's been on my heart and something the Lord, that has, the Lord has placed on my heart this morning is that we have become an inward people, have we not? We have become an inward people. Speaking with Chris here this morning, uh, we ha- have obviously seen a dynamic change in the world, especially uh, through the pandemic and those the past few years. Um, Many of the different things in our society have changed. And the church this morning is no exception when it comes to that fact. As the influence of the world has drawn us into ourselves. Into ourselves away from the call of God as well. And what was established through the sending out of the disciples through the ministry and works of Jesus Christ in his time here on earth. I found it uh, strange this morning, but not so strange because this is the way the Lord works. Many of the things that were in Sunday school this morning, I thought Chris was looking over my shoulder. (laughs) I've been working on this message for the past few weeks now, and I thought Chris was kind of looking over my shoulder with this. So uh, you might see some parallels here. Um, Thank you, Lord. But... The church is no exception here this morning in how we've drawn inward to ourselves. Outreach and evangelism are ineffective behind the four walls of the church. So if we contain it into the four walls of the church. So just think of the life and ministry of Christ here this morning. He didn't contain his personal ministry to a building. He was constantly moving around from town to town. Staying with those that would take him in with the disciples alongside him. Now when he commissioned those disciples in Luke chapter 9, 1 and 2, he told them this. Take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. Sorry ladies, you couldn't have an extra outfit this morning if you were with Jesus. But whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave their town as a testimony against them. So they were constantly outwardly focused, even to the point of not gathering up earthly treasures. They were simply being obedient to what they were commissioned to do. So in the call of God on our lives, the church is our constant launching pad into the next steps we are commissioned into, whether it be for the week, whether it be for the year, or the time and season that we are currently in. So how can we become an outward moving church into our homes, into our workplaces, into our towns, into the county, and beyond that? as the scriptures have commissioned us to do. So let's look at Matthew chapter 25, and we'll look at three steps in that regard. And we are starting in verse 1, Matthew chapter 25, here this morning. It says, At that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil and jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight they cry, the cry rang out, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, "Give us some of your oil, and buy some for your." I apologize. Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both, uh, both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. So this morning, keeping your lamps lit. And it's that, it's that simple, church. If you aren't ready for the time and coming of the Lord and making yourselves ever ready, how can you ever be an effective witness to others outside of the church if you aren't prepared yourself here this morning? So how do we keep our lamps lit and plenty of oil with us? Three things, three key things that can help uh, equip us this morning. Number one, as I said, even in preparation before uh, services this morning, constant prayer. And that's just not before Sunday service, but throughout your week. Um, Number two, being in the Word of God daily. And those coincide, obviously, And third, seeking the face of the Holy Spirit, not only seeking that face, but seeking the face to be filled once again and again, continually. So going back to the passage uh, here this morning, um, the word virgin was often used in this culture to, to describe young, unmarried women. And this group of young women would have been bridesmaids and bridal attendants. And the custom in that time was this. The groom and his friends would leave his home and go to the bride's home for the first part of the wedding. Then the couple and the wedding party would walk back to the groom's home for a banquet, the wedding feast. And then the procession would take place after dark and each participant would carry a lamp light the way. So wedding celebrations were often multi-day events in the time and those waiting for the groom to come and collect his bride would not know exactly when he would arrive. So what was customary of the time was also paralleled directly in scripture. So how does that apply to us today once again? being ever ready for the day when Christ returns for his bride. So that's first uh, this morning. Constant preparation, constant learning, constant seeking his face, and constant filling of the Holy Spirit and keeping your lamps lit. So let's go then to Matthew chapter 25 and starting in verse uh, 14 and we'll look at the second portion here. This morning, out of the three, it says again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. They went. They went. Uh, then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold, went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. You should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags for whoever has will be given more and they will have abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So in in this portion of the the passage, we see the story of this wealthy landowner going away on a journey, and the master once again here represents Jesus. The master who is leaving calls three of his servants together and gives each direct responsibility over some portion of the property now making that analogy uh, simple he hands over cash for them to manage while he's gone and this distribution and what each does with those personal resources parallels how God assigns abilities and assets to people and the ways in which each person can respond to that so using those resources God has given us is our main key point in this passage here but not only using those resources he's provided but also multiplying them utilizing them for the kingdom and giving back to what back to God what was his in the first place as well so not only does this tie into uh Our financial giving, we can look at in the church through uh, our 10% and beyond. But it is also about our personal gifts and talents used for the kingdom. And most of all, that call to evangelize the world around us. We are called to multiply the church for the kingdom of God. So let's go back to how inward we have become, looking at that at that this morning uh, as we did in the beginning. If we remain in that way, inward, holding fast to what we have personally been given and keep all that God provides for ourselves, we are then ineffective for the kingdom. Not only are we ineffective here this morning for the kingdom, but we are also disobedient to the word and commands of God, as we have been reading here this morning. It's a constant seeking of the infilling of the things of God. Not to only be filled, but to then be poured back out for his kingdom, and so on and so forth continually to the day of Christ's return. So what he gives us through our gifts, our talents, finances should be given back to him. The infilling of the Holy Spirit as He moves in our hearts and lives should not remain within us. It should constantly be an infilling in us and a pouring out to others as well. And thirdly, this, this morning, my last, my last point here this morning comes from verses 31 through 46 of chapter 25 of Matthew. And just listen closely to these verses, church, because I, I truly believe we have become so inward that we have started becoming directly d- disobedient in the things God has called us to do, truly to reach and evangelize those around us. So, though this verse continues to talk about the end of the age, and notice here, there's key points made of expectations God has for our lives In what we are called to do. And he notes them. uh, When one day we will be before him. So starting in verse 31 of uh, Matthew chapter 25. It says this. When the son of man comes in his glory. And all the angels with him. He will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate the people one from another. As a shepherd separates the sheep The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Verse 41 says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So when looking to the outward, we are called to reach those that are tired, those that are weary, those that are thirsty, those that are sick, those that are in need, those that are hungry, those that are naked, and even those imprisoned. There are those in the community that are without. There are those in the community that are sick, that are tired, that are weary, that are hungry, that are naked, that are imprisoned. And even right here in Selbyville and their surrounding areas, they are seeking one thing, hope. They are hurting and they are seeking help and they are in need here this morning. So we as a church need to go and do as God has commanded for the least of these. And that is where I believe the transformative power of the Holy Spirit will come and move in a mighty way in the hearts and lives of those people. James chapter 1, verse 27 says, Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world Isaiah 117 says learn to do good seek justice correct oppression bring justice to the fatherless plead the widow's cause Psalm 82 3 give justice to the weak and fatherless maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute and Hebrews chapter 13 1 through 3 says, Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you also are in body. So these things repeated once again throughout Scripture from Matthew chapter 25, emphasized something I've learned in uh, years of youth ministry uh, that I've tried to ingrain in the hearts and lives of the students is when something in Scripture is repeated over and over again in either the passage or in other parts of the Scripture, it must be important, right? And we must pay attention to those things. It's not by mistake that those things are repeated and all of these things are scriptural commands not suggestions and this is where it can and should all start in our journey and in the call of God in the community in the hearts and lives of the people that we are called to reach through our schools and the students' lives through the workplaces that we go out to throughout the week, through the marketplace, though some might not be big fans of Walmart or you're maybe a bigger fan of Target. I don't know. In your homes, in the prisons, and to anyone that we cross paths with. This morning, talking about being an introvert or an extrovert, I don't think God ever coined the phrase or the word because he knew what what he was called to do while here on earth, and he knows what we are called to do as well. The call of God remained the same. So, Before we close today, I just want to uh, quickly define evangelism here this morning as we have looked at it in, in portions. The definition simply is this, the spreading of the Christian gospel by public preaching or personal witness. And something else to note in terms of when we look at our own personal witness and those opportunities to evangelize, we need to think about God's patience and God's timing. In 2 Peter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So sometimes this can be hard when looking at this passage of Scripture, because we look at back over history and different times and seasons, and I'm only 33 years of age. Some of you have a lot more years of experience and wisdom than I do, especially in the things of the Lord. <laughs> so you have experienced things in, in the Lord and the the moves of the Holy Spirit and, and times that you felt the draw of the coming of uh, the age as well so when we look back over history uh, church history and, um, and, and in the scriptures and, and moves of, of, of God um, people said draw unto the Lord because the time of the coming of Christ is near right we've had those times we've experienced those times we are also in those times as well here and now but when we question why not then And why are we saying the same thing now as well? We might question the time, the season. Why not then? Why not this time? Why uh, are we going back through uh, the same thing? I believe it is for two reasons. And our first main reason is this, to be ever ready. To be ever ready. Because our time here on earth is short. We could die tomorrow. I could, I could die tomorrow. I could get in a car accident or, or something where the Lord just simply takes me. I don't know. Or those that we know, or even those that we as well don't know and haven't gotten to speak Christ to, they might perish tomorrow as well. And secondly this, we do not know the day or the hour. Matthew 24, 36 says, But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. So we could try to compartmentalize it. We can try to make our own timelines. We can say it is the time and season now. But I believe it's just simply this that God wants to make us ever ready. So with those two points, we can see why our personal witness and why evangelism beyond the walls of the church needs to become our main priority here this morning. We can be in church, and I'm not saying anything against the church. We can be in church, gathered together, which is good, but are we outside of these four walls being the church? out there being the church to others to build that kingdom. Let's pray here this morning. Lord, as we draw nearer to you this morning than ever before, Lord God, you know the time and the season that we're in, Lord God, you know each and every heart and life here this morning, Lord God, you created each and every one of us individually, Lord God, for your purpose, Lord God, for the building of your kingdom, Lord God, and you are drawing us nearer, to you than ever before lord jesus we just ask here this morning as we cry out to you lord jesus just empower us by the power of your holy spirit lord god here this morning holy spirit you are welcome here lord lord jesus move in a mighty way by the power of your holy spirit lord god Lord Jesus, may we uh, just go before you, Lord God, each morning, Lord God, when we wake, Lord God, and go throughout our day, and before we lay our heads, Lord Jesus, just drawing unto the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord God, to be constantly filled, Lord Jesus. Not for ourselves, Lord God, not for our purpose, not for our selfishness, not for our gains, Lord Jesus, but to be constantly used and equipped, Lord God, and poured out, Lord God, for your kingdom and your purpose and your glory for, uh, Lord God, the building of your church, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for what you have ahead, Lord God, not just because a new year is upon us, not just because a new season is upon us, or things have changed, Lord God, but because you are on the throne, Lord God. You remain. You are yesterday, today, and forever, Lord God, and you are setting us up, Lord Jesus, for the continuation of the building of your kingdom, Lord God, every single day, Lord God. May we take those opportunities, Lord God, ever so severely, Lord Jesus, and not take them for granted, Lord God. We love you and thank you and praise you, Lord God, and ask Him this morning in your name. Amen. So this morning, church, we need to continually be moving forward in the charge of God's will for our hearts, for our lives, and to evangelize the world around us. And I pray this morning that we go with that charge here this morning. How many of you are ready to go forward in that charge? Amen. Amen. Just ask the the Lord bless you this morning. The Lord keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace here this morning. In His name. Amen.